Welcome to the Compass Christmas Podcast Series. Each episode in this limited series is geared to help you cultivate joy in this Christmas season. Here in Episode 3, we hear from Pastor Craig Kidder on divine disruptions and the invitation to joy. I recently sat with a woman who told me she thought she was annoying. I really empathized with her because at times I felt like I was annoying. And I'm pretty confident she's not alone. Many of us really fear using our voice, stepping into conflict, because we're afraid of being a disruptor. Maybe it's at work. Maybe you've got a project that's due in the next couple days. Your team comes to you and they present to you the project that they're about to go public with. Tons of hours of work have gone into this project. Lots of sweat and tears have been poured out. It's due in a couple days. And there are some questions you have. A lot of aspects of this project just don't make sense. Do you say anything? Would it be too much of a disruption? Uh, you know, I'm sure they've got it figured out. You know, I don't want to really upset things. It would probably just hurt their feelings, stress them out even more. I'm not going to say anything. You know, it's Christmas. Maybe you're sitting around the Christmas table and you see your brother being really harsh and rude to his kids. And it, everybody feels it. It just changes the total mood around the holiday table. Do you say anything? Oh, you know, I, I, it might make it worse. It might make him more upset. I, I don't want to disrupt things. Well, what if there was a different way to look at disruptions? What if God likes disruptions? What if God himself is quite the disruptor? See, the Christmas story, I really believe, is a massive disruption. The virgin birth, which is central to Christianity, virtually all the creeds affirm it. Uh, We believe that the Virgin Mary gave birth to Jesus is a massive disruption, not just for Mary, but for everybody. The original prophecy that uh, looked forward in time to say, hey, the virgin's going to have a son, was a major disruption. Uh, King Ahaz, he was afraid of uh, an invasion from Syria, but God wanted Ahaz to know, hey, it's going to be okay. I'm going to provide. You don't have to worry about this. But Ahaz wasn't having it. He wanted to trust his own might, his own strength, not trust God's provision. And so he was going to make a terrible mistake. So God sends the prophet Isaiah to Ahaz. And he makes quite an invitation. In Isaiah 7, verse 11, the prophet Isaiah says to Ahaz, Ask the Lord your God for a sign, whether in the deepest depths or in the highest heights. What Isaiah is saying is, hey, God wants to show you that you can trust him, that he's trustworthy, that he's made all these promises to the house of David. He's going to keep those promises. He's going to preserve you. He's going to keep you safe. And Ahaz replies by saying, I'm not going to ask. I will not put the Lord to the test. It can sound really pious, but actually what Ahaz is saying is like, I'm not even going to bother with God in this. I've got it figured out. I'm going in alone. And Isaiah responds by saying, Hear now, you house of David. Is it not enough to try the patience of human? Will you also try the patience of my God? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. So you asked for a sign. You didn't get it. Here's a sign. 
The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Isaiah is essentially saying, hey, I promised that through the house of David, through your offspring, a king would come who would set things right. But step aside now. I'm disrupting this plan because you have just furthered injustice. You've furthered calamity. I mean, the house of David, uh, when David says in verse 13, verse, or excuse me, when Isaiah says in verse 13, listen, house of David, that's plural. So it's not just talking to Ahaz. It's almost like he's taking every king, every son of David, and saying, listen, all you house of David, those of you who are involved in child sacrifice, in polygamy, in idolatry, in terrible treaties with the nation, all of you have tested the Lord enough, and you're, you're not going to bring about a Savior who's going to set things right. I'm doing this myself. It's kind of like a basketball team. Let's say the basketball team is doing so badly, and God just pulls the star player out of the game and says, no, 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 you, you've, you've done this enough. I'm disrupting this. It's a major disruption. Uh, but instead of just pulling the star basketball player out, though, the virgin will have a son and call his name Emmanuel. He's saying, I myself am going to go into the game and get this done for you. He disrupts the so-called status quo to do for us what we could never do for ourselves. God is a disruptor. He's okay with disruptions. We can trust him with disruptions. We don't have to shrink away from them. We don't have to stare at our shoes. We can trust them because that's how God works. Are we willing to trust God when he temporarily upsets our comfort? Could he actually be working for our joy? Could those moments, those disruptions, actually be invitations into Emmanuel moments? God with us moments.